What's up, everybody? My name is Mario, and this is Straight Out of Islington, an Arsenal podcast, or SOI pod. Thank you for listening. We truly appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to listen to us banter a little bit about the mighty Arsenal. Check out our website at anchor.fm slash SOI pod, or check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or any of your favorite podcasting catcher apps. And now, enjoy the podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another SOI podcast. My name is Mario, and of course, today joining me as always, Ryan. Ryan, what's up, buddy? Uh, Mario, good to talk to you again. Good to be back. And uh, after a long international break, um, which felt like a month, even though it was only the standard two weeks, uh, we're we're back at it again. So uh, good good to have football back, even though not a good performance or result to uh, to get back to, but back nonetheless yeah no it's great i mean there's only so much mls i can handle um <laughs> i mean uh, tfc i'm a, a diehard supporter right and i still watch them but sometimes the quality of football is just so brutal sometimes even though you know we're top of the league right now so that's great um but yeah it is it is great to have you know regular football back um i wanted to do like a like a like international break type of podcast but uh, it never came to fruition like my buddies, I, I kind of wanted to make a podcast like where like some of my buddies who support other top four, top six teams would come on and we just talk about how crazy the season has been and, you know, what what they, they want to talk about their teams. But it didn't come to fruition. Um, you know, I guess they're just really scared that they want to come talk to uh, the greatest team in, in the land. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It just, it just couldn't, it just couldn't happen. So, uh, maybe, maybe next time we can do it with, when it comes more, uh, more time, but, uh, but yeah, Ryan, you are right. We have the, uh, the Arsenal Man City game, uh, coming and gone. And, uh, what, uh, what, 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 coming into this game, like I knew it was going to be a hard enough task. Um, so Give us your thoughts on on this match. Like, what what were you expecting? Um, well, expecting obviously, anytime you play City, you're you're probably not going to have the bulk of possession. Um, you're you're going to have to be solid defensively, in good good shape, good structure. Um, but you know, this season and 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 watching City, you know, up to this point, I, I don't think they're the kind of invincible, intimidating, impossible to defeat city teams that we've seen in the past, especially with, with Kevin De Bruyne being injured. Um, again, we saw them against Leicester concede five and be picked apart pretty easily. So, I, uh, you know, we talked about previous podcasts. I, I was hoping to see maybe a little more aggressive and attack forward lineup and approach. Um, we didn't, you know, we looked like we switched to a back four, so that was that was promising. Um, I, I didn't necessarily expect Thomas to to start, you know, right off the bat, having just you know come over. 
I think, you know, a few days after international break. So I wasn't, wasn't surprised that he wasn't starting, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was good to see the back four. Um, again, there's the kind of dumbfounding or kind of confusing uh, formation and setup to have Willian play as a, as a, as a false nine through the middle, Aubameyang still out wide left, uh, Pepe on the right. So um, I thought, again, I was disappointed just overall the fact that we, I thought, had a bit of too much of a conservative approach. Obviously, I think the game plan was to keep it close, keep it nil-nil, keep the chances um, to a minimum. Um, that means minimizing our chance creation and, and, and keep them at bay. Then I think that was always going to be the uh, the approach. And if it's a nil-nil or get something on the counter maybe and, and nick, nick a victory, then that's what we're going to try and do. Similar to the uh, uh, FA Cup semi, um, you know, what was that in? August, July, who knows? Yeah, but, something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, two years ago it seems like. But uh, <laughs> so I think that was that was seemed like that was the game plan. That was the approach. Which again, I guess in theory you can't fault too much because they are the superior team and in, in, in technical ability and in an attacking threat. But I just think that's the mentality. Again, it, it continues to kind of build that that this is not a one off. This is kind of Arteta's baseline approach, which is. In a way, I understand because you want to you want to build a solid defensive foundation, and if you have that, then you can kind of build from that, and then you work on your attacking and chance creation. But I, I just I think the way the league is built, the way our players are built right now, we we need to be more adventurous and more creative and more just aggressive, in trying to get players forward, trying to get chances created. And we're not we're not doing that yet, and I think that that was another frustrating outcome of the the approach to to the match on um on saturday yeah like i mean so i, I want to discuss that a little bit because i mean lacazette has been scoring regardless of how his performances have been where they look a little like lackluster they, he looks a little bit lazy kind of like that mezzet ozil that i've been saying um was there any what do you think the reasoning behind lacazette starting on the bench uh if he's so hot right now uh, only thing I could think of is maybe he wanted Willian there through the middle to to press and to kind of harass their their midfielder Rodri, so they he wouldn't have time and time and space to dictate from that position on the pitch. But again, I think that's just it's too. If that's the case, it's too defensive. You're you're saying I, I'm playing this essentially solely to get a defensive advantage, but there's no real attacking or, or creation benefit mm. from having Willie in there. There's a few instances where either he had the ball through the middle or he was, the ball was, I think with a bombing on the left or buildup was coming on the left and Willian was just kind of jogging through the middle, not really making an aggressive run, trying to pull the center backs. And in general, it looked like he, he's been lethargic. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to say he's he's tired or he's or he's not up for it, but he just hasn't looked. I mean, I I don't know. I, I, he's never been a you know speed demon or pace merchant, even even when he was in you know peak uh, age and form at Chelsea. But uh, just some of his his efforts look kind of uh, uninspired right now, and I don't I don't know. I mean that that's that's concerning. I don't think that's the case that he's that he's already just not up for it, but. 
Um, if that's if that's the output we're getting from him in the, in the, in the first year, you know, of his three year contract, that that's concerning because um, that that's what what he's putting out there right now, whether it's been on the right or through the middle, just hasn't frankly been good enough in attack. So that, that's that's a concern, and, and I think more concerning is that Arteta seems to be that he's going to be starting regardless. I mean, you know, we've seen him start over Pepe. Now we've seen him start over Lacazette or Enketia and seemingly he wants to start Willian as a number nine ahead of Aubameyang, which that's a big red flag for me as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think, I don't know again, what he maybe saw something in training, but, uh, or just to throw off, you know, city cause they weren't expecting it, but either way, I don't, I don't think it came off at all. Yeah, no, I was, I was just going to ask you and I'm pretty sure that I know the answer is like, should Willian be benched? At this point, like he's not his his output is just not not happening. Like you're saying, he should be benched. Yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think I don't think he's earned uh, any metrics. You look at it, uh, he's earned a starting spot in the front line. I mean, I I, I think uh, it's a player who has absolutely is is Bakayo Saka, who is our man of the match without a shadow of a doubt. And um, again, I like the the big the big chances. In this match came when Aubameyang was through the middle, was was in and around the 18-yard box centrally. He had the um, the one-two through ball to Saka, which was which was saved really well by Ederson, and then the um, kind of Pepe little touch through pass that that ended up running through to Aubameyang, who was flagged offside, but the replay was onside that that got saved by Ederson as well, and that was all interchanging as Aubameyang was was kind of rotating through the middle. So um, I know that Arteta mentioned that he doesn't really prefer Aubameyang there because of his lack of hold-up play. That's why he wants kind of Lacazette there and I guess Willian there. But, uh, I mean, listen, if you're not going to get Aubameyang touches through the middle, um, you know, we, we just signed him for, for three years. He's coming off uh, two 20-plus goal-scoring seasons. Arteta's job is to get him high-quality touches and opportunities in and in, fr- in and around goal. And right now, the system, the, the players around him, the the formation, however you want to look at it, is not getting him in those positions. So, again, whether that's a personnel change around him, whether it's a tactical change, a formation change, maybe it's all the above, something has to be done to get him more involved in, in, in better, more threatening cha- uh, areas. Yeah, because this is what this is the second game. Yeah, the second game that uh, he has not scored, um, which is a bit concerning because, like you said, he's a twenty-plus goal scorer. He's been doing that for the last couple of seasons. Um, should should we start getting a little worried? Like, I mean, once again, another performance where he just—I don't think he was too involved in play like he like yeah. he, like you said he, he was he was great with the little touches that he was doing but uh, just he was not being implemented um too 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 few and far between just to, just his actual touches and involvement again i yeah. mean we've seen we've seen him touch you know getting touches way up the touch line by by up at halfway and and kind of combining back and forth with tyranny or Saka. but again those touches need to be in and around the goal area. It's just that simple. And it's, and it's, uh, it's obviously not as simple as well, just playing in the middle and everything will be fixed, but 
you have to it has to be a a tactical and purposeful um uh, instruction by the manager for the he's got to get players around him that's the thing you can't just have him up there alone you got to you know Saka's got to be involved you got to get the fullbacks involved you got to get midfielders supporting uh you know third and fourth man runs for, you know from behind so that's going to attract defenders to those players which will give the space and time and opportunities to Aubameyang in and around goal where, where he's lethal so i I, th- I think it's i think it's just an approach it's a it's a sh- it's got to be a shift of we need to com- we need to commit players forward more um and and, and live with the consequences what, what happens behind it's that's i think i think it's that simple as a start and then it's about personnel and and having the right combinations and 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 execution after that. Yeah, I was just, I was going to say it's it's safe to say right that Arteta still hasn't found his solid starting eleven at this point. Well, yeah, I mean, I think um, yeah, obviously he prefers William. So um, midfield is a question there because he's he's you know rotated a few times with El Nani and uh, Ceballos, Shaka, Thomas is coming in. So you'd have to think there's a starting spot for him there. Um, I, th- I think I think he's. I mean, it, it, I, I say this kind of on social media and through, you know, some text messages uh, kind of in jest, but it's, it's pretty, I think it's kind of simple as get your best attacking players on the pitch and then let them figure it out. So to me, that's gotta be, it's gotta be Saka. It's gotta be, uh, Aubameyang centrally. It's gotta be Pepe. Um, it's gotta be Ceballos and probably Thomas as a driving force forward. Um, and again, get guys in their best positions where they're most comfortable to execute their best skill set. Like obviously simple and simplistic and obvious, but I think sometimes some managers can be overthinking it and overcomplicating it that it doesn't need to be. Um, yet, uh, yeah, I still think that Arteta is again, I think tinkering a bit, trying to establish the defensive stability first. And, you know, which again, so that may pay dividends, right? If we're, if we're, if we're talking about, you know, it's a long season, obviously Europa league, uh, chaotic start to the leagues, you know, for all teams, uh, towards the top. So if you can keep clean sheets, if you can keep the opponent, you know, creating minimal chances, well, then you're going to be involved and in giving yourself an opportunity to win games. Um, so maybe that tactic pays off. I, I, I just think at some point we have to kind of, loosen the reins and, and let these guys go a bit and then see what they can do. I don't, I don't think we're a juggernaut, uh, you know, offensively anyways, with, with the personnel we have, I think we are lacking in creativity mm. and, and build up play. But, you know, again, uh, we're not, we're not less talented than, you know, six or seven teams that are, you know, I, th- I think are, are ahead of us and are, and are going to be, in terms of goal output and chance creation, I, I don't think that's true. I think we're we're shackled, shackling our own players a bit. I th- I'd like to see that loosen up and, and really let them be a little freer. But you know, we'll see if, if the manager agrees. Yeah, because I mean, I think he's come out. Arteta has come out and said, you know, trust the process. It is a process. It's a long process. Um, I'm starting to, and you know how how sometimes uh, Arsenal fan base uh, can get. Um, do you feel like uh, the Arsenal fan base is kind of slowly turning on him or not being 
you know, because like he clearly he's not making the right choices. I mean, for him, he's probably making the right choices. And who are we to say that he's making the wrong choices? Right. We're not we're not professional like he is. But um, it's so easy to say that from the sidelines that, oh, why didn't you play Obama through the middle and blah, blah, blah. But like, do you think that it's too early for people to start losing even the slightest bit of faith? I'm not saying a whole lot, but I'm just saying like the slightest bit. I, th- I think, I mean, yeah, I think it's early to, to lose faith completely. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's completely fair to, to ask questions and to be um, having critique of some of his managerial components that he has. I think substitutions, I think, yeah. Team selection. Um, I, I think personally there's a big uh, void of, of, you know, information where, you know, again, the Mesodozole, case has reared its head again because he's been excluded from the premier league squad not not a surprise i think we all kind of knew that was coming but again when we're when we're sitting i think 18th or so in the league in, in total shots and chance creation and you got a pretty good chance creator now just completely excluded from your team you know okay if if he's not if he's not the answer then, then who is or what is right show us Okay, Mesut Ozil is not the answer. Fine, fair enough. He hasn't been at his best. That's completely fair. But Willian false nine, that, that's the solution? Uh, I don't know. I think that's that's fair play to, to question that and to see, no, I think I think that's that's not the path forward. But at some point, you know, proof is in the pudding. Results are going to speak louder than anything else, uh, even, even in stats and other metrics. So... Uh, you know, we're sitting fifth in the table. Again, it's a chaotic start to the league. Uh, Liverpool is not, you know, a juggernaut. Uh, City is, as we saw, they didn't have a, even a great performance against us. Um, Spurs are Spurs, as evidence against West Ham. I mean, you know, so, so there, there's, there's, there's very much of that 2016 vibe of, of Leicester winning the league that feels like that league is in that, that kind of, totally up for grabs. So, which makes it even more, I think, critical to take some chances and really have a go at it because it's, this feels like, again, in the truncated season and in the, in the rush season, there's going to be a ton of injuries, ton of, a uh, ton of just crazy results, I think throughout the year that, um, you know, take, take some risks. And I, I think that's, I, again, I, I'd, I'd be less critical of the team and the manager if we took risks and were more aggressive in the attacking front, which meant we gave up some chances and conceded some goals. Um, if that meant we were, you know, we got, listen, Pepe, 72 million, Aubameyang, highest paid earner now. Uh, Willian is, is on huge money. Um, you know, Thomas just signed a huge deal. Uh, obviously, Ozil, but whatever. Um, you know, Saka is arguably like our, best overall player. I don't think that's like a crazy shout personally. So, you know, give those, give those guys some trust and faith and give them the support in in the tactics, in the formation, in the, in the approach. And, and, you know, let those guys, let those guys go a little bit. I think Um, I'd I'd much rather see, I mean, just, just from an enjoyable standpoint, I mean, again, regardless of results, I think us as a fan base, we don't want to, I mean, nobody wants to see, kind of boring. I mean, sorry, the, the match against city was boring. It, it was, it was, it was, a, it was 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 a poor match to watch. 
they were, they were boring. We were boring and like, yep. and, and we lost anyway. So, I mean, I'm not saying like, I want to go back to the days where we'd go to a big top four team and get blown off the pitch six one, <laughs> but shit, at least, at least in those years, we were, we were trying to play some football and trying to score and trying to, you know, we, we would, we would lose six one to city or the United, but we would, we would, we would beat up on West Brom four you know, we're nil. We're not, we're not, we're, we're not doing that right now. We're not. So, um, I, I think something needs to shift in order to, for us to really establish an identity, mm-hmm. which we're still, I think, trying to find, but it's early days and, and a, obviously a backing the manager and backing these players. And we, we got to see uh, when these guys click and the good thing is there's plenty of matches midweek with Europa cups to, for guys to play in the form and, and to, to figure out, I think who we are as a team. Yeah. And, and you did bring up uh, Ozil, which I, I wanted to, um, I guess get your thoughts on um, you know people obvi- obviously the news came came out today and and whatnot that he's not part of the Premier League squad at all um, and people are saying like I mean he's done at Arsenal uh, do you do do you agree with that like he's he's pretty much played his last match whenever the hell that was yeah I, I can't see at this point how he's I mean he's left out of the squad until I, I mean that's that's a cutoff so he's not playing until what. I mean, he's not playing. Like, let's let's just let's just we have to acknowledge it. I think he's he's done playing. By the time he's eligible to play again, potentially it's January. At that point, he's six months left on his deal. I, uh, you know, he probably isn't going to want to play at that point because he's just coasting. I I don't know if he I don't know if he's coasting. I mean, I think you know he's he's training with the first team. He's I, I think he's he's healthy. He's fit. Um, he's not match fit, but you know he can't control that. I, I think I think the managers want to play him. I think it's bigger issues than that. There's probably some uh, behind the scenes political issues of, you know, he didn't take the wage cut back in April or whenever. Um, uh, probably, probably rejected some loan offers this summer, I'm sure. And then there's probably some contractual bonuses that if he uh, makes appearances that he's going to be paid another huge sum of money. So I'm sure all that's going into it, but um, you know, I, it, it, it's, it's just, it's kind of a sad, shitty situation yeah. because I mean, there, there's no clarity. That's the annoying thing. It's like, you know, he, he's, he's posted on Instagram, you know, match day and training and he's smiling, laughing with the lads. So it looks like everything's fine. And like, he just, he's just nowhere near the, the first team selection, That's ridiculous. but the, man, the manager won't say anything. Director of football won't say anything. The, the, uh, the chairman won't say anything. So you know, so, so something's obviously up, but but nobody's saying anything. And you just, I mean, you kind of you, you want to just to, you want to fast forward twelve months, so where he's, when he's he's no longer an Arsenal player, so we just yeah. don't have to think Listen about to it. it. But it, but it, yeah. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a sad, going to be a sad ending to to his career. Yeah, um, but again, we'll we have plenty of time between now and then to to speculate even further. But yeah, I, <laughs> well, well, such as such as Arsenal Football Club, right? They're always yeah. very transparent. Uh, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just it was it was interesting because that just came up. But like, um, I wanted to go back to the to the match here because there's there's a couple of well, I think there's there's maybe one incident like penalty shout, you know, that was with uh, Gabriel and Walker mm-hmm. with a high kick. Um, I like, it, like, what do you make of that? Like, I mean, it, it's not like it's not like Gabriel. I I don't know I I don't I don't think well I'm pretty sure that Walker was not trying to kick him he's just trying to get the ball right and just Gabriel yeah, so tall yeah 
Yeah, he doesn't see him. I, and I call this, you see this a lot with, I think, all referees, but seen it, obviously seen it a ton in the Premier League. I call it situational refereeing. So this is clearly the ref has decided this corner kick is going to be the last action of the first half. Mm-hmm. So assumption is nothing's going to happen. Either, either we score from the corner of a header or whatever, or as soon as it gets cleared out, it's going to be, he's going to blow the whistle going to halftime. Okay. No one's going to make a fuss that, 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 that play is, that's a foul. I mean, it is a foul. Um, Kyle Walker doesn't see Gabriel there. So it, so it's a reckless, it's not dangerous. It's not malicious, well, it's, it's, it's reckless. But, but when you raise your foot to an opponent's head, um, and you don't see the player that that that's a foul that that's and that's a play that if that's that's you know 40 yards from goal or 60 yards from goal it's going to get called a foul mm-hmm. it'll be a quick whistle foul restart free kick play you know move on but because again situational refereeing last play of the match or last play of the half and he doesn't want he wants to get to halftime that's the referee's thinking he goes yeah, get to half one nil boring match no, no issues. Let's just get the halftime and we go again. Um, so that's why it wasn't called on the field. But then it under- why wasn't it looked at with VAR? It wasn't even checked. I mean, they're, they're checking, you know, if, if that goal goes in, which, by the way, I actually think it was a pretty good chance for Gabriel. He kind of snatched at the, at the shot. If you look at the angle, he's basically got a, a open path uh, with his left foot. Is you know is, is preferred left foot, mm-hmm. but I think he, he rushes it and just kind of lashes at it and, and slices out wide. But um, you know if, if that if that goal goes in, if, if he takes that and, and puts it in the corner, it's getting reviewed for a handball, right? Because it kind of rolled off his chest. He was kind of you know as his, had his arms in. Um, so so they would automatically review it because it's a goal. But but why don't they review the high boot to the head? I, like there's no. And, and that's where VAR drives people insane because there's no consistency mm-hmm. and there's no explanation. There's no, there's no uniform. If X happens, then Y comes next. It's just kind of, you know, well, ref didn't look at it. The VAR ref, maybe he was off for for a halftime tee already <laughs> and could, they couldn't flag him down. I generally don't know um, because there's no reason why that incident wouldn't be you know, flagged for review. I mean, if that, if that, if that goes off Walker's hand or something, that's going to get reviewed for a potential handball. So why isn't it reviewed for potential, you know, reckless play and foul penalty? So, um, yeah, I don't like, no one seems to know. Um, I, I think, I think if, I think if it's a, it's a foul in any area of the pitch by the law, it should be a foul and a penalty. But, uh, again, realistically, those are the type of ones where they, they don't give because it's in the penalty box and we don't want to be, we don't want to be too controversial. Um, so it, it's not like, well, I, I, I gotta, I gotta see it again, but I don't think the referee was in a bad position. Uh, no, to he, see. Was, he, he was, he was in a good position. Right yeah. As yeah. far as I remember. So me as a referee, I would have, I would have blown the whistle penalty. Uh, I would have given Walker a yellow card for a clear and reckless like challenge it's it's not it's not intentional so it, it's it doesn't warrant a red card as a, as a red card warrants you know it has to be clear that there was intent uh there was no intent like he like yeah. I, I don't think in my opinion i don't think he he was 
wanting to injure anybody. It's just the way that the ball was, and he's very tall, and he obviously he's got karate moves that he could do it. Um, but yeah, I I, I would have called that. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if he if he if he goes down and he play acts a bit, which a lot of players do, and and, and clutches his head. Yeah. As soon as you know, I mean, I I don't think I think I, I think maybe why the ref didn't call it is is he didn't connect. I know that's not the law, but he didn't no. kick him in the head. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's still the, the ball. The ball got on Gabriel's forehead, drops down, and then he's got the chance. That's the only thing I think of is why he, he doesn't call it in the field. But but the fact that it doesn't go to review is is yeah, it's ridiculous. Makes no sense. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of like the Sadio Mane, right? His hairs were offside, so they have to call it. And that was that was another ridiculous thing. It was so I, stupid. Yeah, and the Van Dyke, the Van Dyke ACL. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Hack, hack job he's that out. doesn't get reviewed either because he's offside. So it makes the violent act. I guess it doesn't happen in the eye. Like, or if he was if he was onside, then then the ta- the the dangerous tackle would have met, would have happened in terms of. I mean, again, there's no there's no uniformity. There's no transparency. Yeah, that and... was a reckless tackle uh, on on Pickford. I, I that was that's a red card for me, to be honest. Of course, yeah. It doesn't but matter again, who you are. No, no, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, like I mean, I think this year the refereeing has been so inconsistent. Like the the VAR, what like the chances of when you choose to go to VAR or when you're or or when VAR steps in. I think VAR should be stepping in regardless every single time. There's like, hey man. Uh, you should probably review that, but it doesn't seem like it's happening. Same thing with the MLS, right? The MLS refereeing is terrible. But uh, I I think something else that should have been reviewed uh, is this whole Sergio Aguero thing, touching uh, touching Mm -hmm. the girl. Like, I mean, just the referee should have done something about that. And, you know, credit to her. I'm pretty sure she just wanted the match to continue and not make a big deal about it. But it, it should have been dealt with or at least i'm hoping that it was i'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't dealt with at, at halftime but it's just that the the refereeing is so inconsistent this season that it's it's really annoying and i mean i know that referees get slacked on so much and you're never right you're always wrong i get that because i get it every single time i refed you're, you're never right um but yeah it's just it's just god awful uh, well, it's the same. Season. It's the same. Yeah, I mean, again, it's kind of. I mean, not to be moaning about the refs <laughs> podcast, but uh, just it, it's the same. It's the same group of men, um, albeit the same group of white men, which which is not lost on me. Um, oh yeah, good that, point. That I mean, you, I, I've said I've said this really since I started the Premier League. I I I can't remember ever seeing if somebody is listening and, and correct me. I'm not. I'm not. I, I could be wrong, but. I can't remember seeing a a black either referee or linesman or woman in the Premier League since really I've started watching, which is going on like I can't think 15, of fifteen years now. I mean, I I don't know how it's possible that uh, when when the league is is has a ton of representation of of, of that's such uh, a good black point. players and and also also there's no, I mean there's also no hardly any black either head coaches or managers or assistant managers or or just you i mean you look at these support staff on a bench yeah uh, i'm just i'm just born arsenal doesn't um spend 
the especially the the amount of black players we have on our team and in the academy they're they're you know, representation absolutely matters. Mm-hmm. And it's not as if there's no qualified candidates. It's just, again, clubs and the league and, and need to do a better job of, of making it, yeah. uh, making it available. Uh, but anyways, uh, I mean, that, that's a big, a big, um, aside, but, uh, yeah. but a very important one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I, yeah. I definitely agree. I think the only black referee that I know of is a Canadian referee, uh, who's, mm. who's refed in the MLS and also, was part of the Canadian team that went to the World Cup. Oh, um, okay. And uh, I was fortunate enough to meet him. He was at a referee conference here and where I'm from, and he came and did some talks. Very smart guy, but he's the only one um, that uh, that I can think of. But he's he's obviously not in the EPL. Um, but anyways, um, I, I wanted uh, going back to the to the game here. Um, regardless of all the negativity that we've been seeing. Um, and to some as- aspects, us, you know, being a little negative, um, to keep Man City. And even though they were shit, they had some good play like that, that I think, I think Cancelo guy really impressed me, man. He has some moves that kid, uh, or it might've been Rodrigo. One of them was in- incredible. Yeah, Cancelo was playing on the right, yeah, right back slash right forward slash right central midfielder he was kind of in that free role yeah he was um, incredible yeah he had a good game yeah he, um arsenal kept them to one nil so i mean th- there is a positive there man yeah, city yeah. traditionally has been like raping us like they've been they've been the better team right from for most of the times that we've been playing against them so i does that give you um like strength that the back line is actually working like the defense is working with the the, the inclusion of gabriel like i mean tyranny i think it is I, th- I think that and again that's why it's 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 not as if there's nothing to be excited or happy about by these performances i think again um gabriel had a tremendous performance both in, in possession and he had a he had a sliding challenge block that was one of the coolest most impressive like physical acts of defensive ability i've ever seen he he slid in i don't know if you remember this it was i think it was against might against mares or sterling on the right side but he was driving to the to the end line and he slides in and 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 he kind of attacker hesitated on his cross but he kind of kept he was like upright on one knee so he slid and then like kind of halfway got up, kept sliding, and then like slid again in the same motion to, to block the cross. And I was like, holy shit, that was just a very cool looking, like visually appealing defensive action that, that I was, um, so yeah, that was just a, a uh, you know, cool thing that he did, but overall super impressed with him. Um, yeah, Tierney again, uh, great engine, great motor. He was better going this forward. Game. Yeah, good going forward. I mean, the only downside was the goal, of course, which we got kind of um, split open, bit on the counter. Uh, midfield got bypassed. I think they pressed up. Um, they were unbalanced, and, and that, that opened up the gap for for Mars to cut inside and, and find the pass to to um, to Aguero. Then went to Foden, and I think Hector had his had his body positioning wrong. He's got to show Foden down the line there. He lets him cut into the middle, which, which creates the, the shooting angle. Um, I saw people criticizing Leno for that, for 
you know, oh, he parried it again into the middle. Listen, the, I think I think Foden shot. He's about five yards away from him. He, he absolutely rifles it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think he he's got the ability to to direct a parry there. I think I think in most times Sterling's going to continue his run to the far post, and that ball doesn't fall to him. And then we you know we clear it out, and it's and no one's talking about it. But uh, Sterling just kind of stops his run, and, and which you know then the ball rolls right to him, and he and he any first times it in so um unlucky that that bounce was there but but the, the goal was made on the on the Mares pass um and then the the Foden yep. cut inside so the, 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 I was just gonna say I was just gonna ask yeah. you like do you think that's a team uh a team fuck up or from what I saw is that Jaka was kind of standing still like I think he could have come back with the play to help cover the middle a little bit more but that's just me i don't know i don't raise Jaka very much either so maybe i'm just being biased because i yeah, really don't that's like where him. I, th- I think him and sabios both mm. the start of that build up they get caught trying to press trying to create pressure you know in city's half um and then they play a kind of long ball over the midfield line to Mares. And at that point, they're they're out of the play. So that's where the gap is created. Mm. So that's where you have to say you need a midfielder who's, who's again. I mean, that can happen. You know, if you're if you're pressing and they, and they play over you, um, good teams are going to do that. But uh, I think the mistake was probably on Tierney. Let's Mares come in field on his left, which he's going to want to do to to make that pass. Um, so again, you know, it's easy to say, okay, don't let him come on his left, but. He's a damn good player who who's gonna get on his left even if you don't want him to. But um, and then the and then the Foden touch again can't let him get middle. You got to force him force him to the uh, to the end line and and take off take away a shooting angle there. But um, you know it was it was City's got the quality. Yeah. It's not surprising that they're able to create that. But again, I think overall, uh, really not too many other. I think Mara's had another chance um, that was saved, and then Gabrielle block the, the, the follow-up so again i mean we i think we stifled them fairly well so from a defensive standpoint um considering you know previous performances you know away to a big team like that it's yeah it's something to be impressed with and, and happy about um you, i think we just need the balance of of getting again getting guys forward and and showcasing our attacking players a bit more we have to what what did you think of uh bobby getting injured just before match time and uh, Louise coming in. Yeah. I mean, um, again, it seemed like holding was, was going to be the key defender so far, uh, you know, based on his starts and his team selection. And that's kind of been, again, coming off long-term injuries. You're at this point, you're kind of expecting these niggling little hamstrings or joint injuries to flare up just because that seems to be, that's, that's just the nature of that injury. Um, uh, sad to say, but essentially your 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 limbs don't work yeah. as well as they did before you your knee got tore up. I mean, it's not, again no surprise there, but um, you know, again, it's funny we have like what eight or nine center backs on the team, but now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden it seems we're in a, we're in a center back crisis. <laughs> um, you know, Holding's injured, Mustafi's still injured, Socrates is is shipped off in a Greek shipping container somewhere. 
and uh pablo marie still injured uh, oh yeah forgot about that guy yeah i forgot about him saliba is nowhere near the first team so um playing with the so, kids. yeah it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be louise and gabrielle and but again if that, if that keeps us out of a back three then great i'll i mean i'll take it yeah exactly what did uh so like finally like what did uh clearly Partey wasn't going to start this game. I, 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 there was a little bit of hope, but uh, he wasn't going to start. Um, I mean, not not quite a game that you can um, rate him on. But uh, initial thoughts uh, on on his performance, and what did you like yeah, seeing on him? Not a lot. I mean, not a lot. It was it was it was just nice to see him, you know, on the pitch. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, everyone's excited when. The new the new man comes on for the first time, so um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was weird that the whole second half. Um, I mean, I think you know, Pepe had that that header like in the first minute, um, but it was it was almost as if we were we weren't trying to equalize. I mean, again, we like I know we brought on Lacazette and Kedia and, and Thomas, but um, it just seemed like there was just a kind of lethargic just acceptance of the result. Instead of really, I mean, again, if you lose two nil, lose three nil, and if they score twice in the 89th minute or so, I mean, fine. But like, you know, go go for it. Uh, I didn't, I didn't think we did that. I, just, I mean, again, we weren't uh, just the, the clinical and the the precision just wasn't there. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we'll see if party starts on Thursday. Maybe get some more minutes. Get him on, you know, get him match fit. Um, but yeah, excited to see see him in the starting eleven, see how he's deployed, see who he partners with, and and, and what positions he's going to take up. And um, yeah, again, I think he he helps us tremendously right away. So the, the sooner he starts, I think the better off. Um, so yeah, Arsenal uh, now are uh, playing the Europa League this uh, this Thursday uh, against a team I've never heard. Rap, rapid Wien, Wien, Rapid Vien. Where the hell are they from? From Vienna, Austria. Oh, they're second Austria. in second in the table. Yeah, they're a they're a perennial perennial uh, perennial Europa League team in the, the past few years. So oh. they're they're um, along with I believe uh, uh, Red Bull Salzburg. They're kind of the top 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 two team in in, in Austria. So I mean, again, we're. Uh, it's it's Europa, so we expect expect to win, but it's going to be uh, you know a mixed team, rotated, and and um, this was you know it's just the time you know again I want I, w- I want to see some kids play. I want to see Smith Rowe get a start. I want to see Nelson start. Um, you know I want to see. I mean Ainsley Maiden Isles maybe. Yeah, Ainsley absolutely. Can I mean can Saliba play? Can he can is, can Saliba play against? I don't know if he's Austrian part of side? <laughs> Well, he's is part, he's, he is yeah, part, he's, right? He, he's registered as an under twenty-one okay, because okay. of his age. So okay. yeah, I mean, I you know, I don't know the situation there fully. Uh, he played against, he played in the under twenty-threes on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, again, he's he's not he's not injured. Um, Do you think he'll play? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think so. I think again, get, considering the injuries, um, you kind of you kind of need him to, right? At this yeah. point, like. Um, Again, games are coming thick and fast. Again, so if he he's not injured, he's playing under twenty threes. You're telling me he can't play against Austrian team? I mean, all due respect, he was. I I don't know. 
I don't know. Like, um, like, do you, like Obama Yang surely doesn't go. I, I don't think he'll end up going, will he? Or he'll be on the bench. I, yeah, I, mean, I think we'll see in, in Ketia or Lacazette or, um, yeah. yeah. Um, again, I think Nelson has got a starting spot there and, um, probably El Nene comes in. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see some rotated guys and, uh, you know, again, it, it's hopefully a stepping stone to, I mean, it, it, it's not, it's not assumed that we're going to finish top two in the group, but it, but it kind of is. So again, I, I'd, I'd like to see some, some uh, aggressiveness and, and trying to get something going to, to carry carry over to the weekend. Yeah, just uh, just to lift some spirits. Um, I mean, obviously, the weekend is the one that that that's more important. I think, in my in, in my opinion, like I don't really rate Europa League as much unless it's the Champions League, obviously. But uh, whatever, it's it's still good to get uh, or try to attempt to uh, get get silverware and 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 what is that? that? That's your chance to get into the Champions League, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, Arsenal against Leicester, um, which will be a cracker of a match, um, and uh, can't can't wait to uh, to fully immerse myself in talking about that. Hopefully, we can get a win. Um, but you know, Leicester have been playing well. I think they have been. They're they're up there, haven't they? Oh, they lost against Aston Villa last game. That's yeah, that's my bad. Oh, and West yeah. Ham. <laughs> so yeah, they yeah, playing yeah, shitty. It's, 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 who 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 knows what you're gonna get? Yeah, it's, you know, at the weekend. But again, good opportunity there. I think are they fourth or uh, six? They're they're they're. I think they're on nine points or at least right around that. So yeah, they have um, three wins. Yeah, uh, these these are the game. These are the games. You know, and we got fourth. They're above are, us. Yeah, these are the games we got to win. I mean, if you wanna, you know. Got to beat the got to beat the teams in, in and around you to, to yeah. stay above them. So oh, definitely. But like, I mean, it's been weird. Like, I mean, Chelsea three three. Once again, the the streaks of uh, you know winning uh, or sorry uh, of like crazy score lines or underperforming. Like you know Tottenham. I mean, that was hilarious. They were up three nil, and then Bale comes on, and then there's all kinds of fuck ups there. Like uh and in the yeah yeah it was crazy again it just i think it goes to show you if you put pressure on defenses um you know their defensive quality in this league as a whole is not very good Mm -hmm. even at the top even at the top so if you if you put pressure on them and you make you make them defend i think teams are going to crack and i I just i don't think in general we're 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 we we are giving teams too much credit Mm -hmm. and their ability to just to create chances against us, but also their ability to defend. We have, if we put teams under more pressure, um, you know, like we did against Sheffield United for that period, we, we can, we can create some really good chances. I just think we have to commit to wanting to do that for our, for 90 minutes. Yeah. Like, I mean, look at the top two teams, eh? They're going for the invincibles, uh, Everton and Aston Villa with a game on hand, four wins. Like, that's could you imagine if Aston Villa was able to continue this you know as an underdog I appreciate that but I mean obviously the big dogs will wake up at some point so but it's nice to yeah, see but, it's yeah, nice to see yeah but they're they're playing you know they're playing to their strengths playing to their attacking talent and uh you know playing again putting teams under pressure you do that you're going to you're going to score goals simple as that yeah, it just just one more other thing I think is pretty funny. Uh, I saw a meme 
uh, in one of these uh, Facebook groups that I that I'm in, where it was a picture uh, of the um, the Spanish uh, the Spanish table, and uh, you know, Mr. Good Evening uh, was there, kind of trolling Arsenal, uh, just uh, saying, uh, "Hey, uh, the view's pretty good from the top," or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you have? Did you see any of that? Unai Emery's yellow army, top top of La Liga. It's by only by one it's, point though. I saw that, but uh, like twenty twenty, go figure. Uh, it was crazy just to see. It was a little meme. It was hilarious. Uh, um, yeah, I just wanted to see if you saw that or all, but, um, yeah, I guess like Ryan, I mean, if there's anything else that you wanted to talk about, that's pretty much all I wanted to talk to you, uh, pick your brain about as always. Um, but if not, uh, we can, we can conclude this, uh, weekly session of, uh, therapeutic talking about, uh, the, the mighty Arsenal football club. Um, so, uh, Ryan, if there's nothing else, there's nothing else you want to talk about. Just Everybody enjoy that sweet, sweet Europa. Drink it in. <laughs> Just doesn't get any purer than that. Pure, I, uncut Europa. That's I, what we live I for. I can't wait. Like, I miss the days where we went to go play um, against Ludogorets. You know, Mezit just coming out, killing it. Um, <laughs> oh, the days of old. Um, but anyways, well, Ryan, thank you as always for coming onto the podcast and having a good little chat about the mighty Arsenal. Um and uh yeah so enjoy watching the the two matches and uh we'll come and uh, speak to you guys uh next week hopefully with at least one win and i'm hoping that it's the premier league win and not the other one but we'll see uh so thanks for listening guys uh have a great uh have a great rest of the week